There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, a horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch themselves. I'm Henley, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them so that you don't have to, and we've got a spooky one today, but before we get into it, Henley, did anything scary happen to you this week? Oh, so many, so many scary things have been happening to me (laughs) constantly, Um, but the main thing that I want to talk about is the fact that uh, Tim and I recently moved to a new town uh, in Connecticut. <laughs> Where some spooky stuff happens. And spooky never place. thought, never in a million years thought that I would live in a suburban town. Um, we moved here from New York and uh, I just feel in a constant state of culture shock um, everywhere <laughs> I go, everything I'm doing. I'm also meeting a lot of new people um, because that's kind of the nature of Tim's job is we're meeting a lot of new people. And um, so that means that, you know, today we went to the farmer's market. Tim knew like five people there already by name. Damn. And um, so people are like saying hi to us. We're greeting people in the line. Tim's job, by the way, priest. (laughs) He's a priest. (laughs) He's a priest. (laughs) It's, it's just so crazy. I know. I, it it I know. really is like a horror movie setup, like a a, a priest and mm-hmm. moving to a new town, mm-hmm. meeting all the new people. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, it's already creepy without whatever you're about to say. No, it's the perfect setup to a horror movie. I really feel like we're setting ourselves up for some serious hauntings. I know they're right around the corner. Yep. It doesn't help that I am very pregnant right now. I also in a really genius move decided that now is the best time to get Invisalign. So Mm. I'm super pregnant and I have Invisalign and I got to tell you my teeth, my tooth is loose. (laughs) I keep thinking that in my head. I keep thinking that in my head. It's like (laughs) my teeth feel like they're going to fucking fall out. That's what Invisalign I feel like that's what it does. It Henley, loosens I up those teeth. Hate to say I told you so, but if you remember, <laughs> I've I very much said don't do it. I did it, and it was just to be fair, not Invisalign, which mm-hmm. is a more uh, trusted mm-hmm. brand. But still, when I did, uh, you know, that's uh, aligners, my teeth 
all got really loose. And so I stopped doing it because it freaked me out too much. <laughs> yeah. It's so I, I'm doing Invisalign. I'm under the care of a professional who knows what he's doing. I'm not worried that anything actually bad is going to happen. It's more like I'm in a state of like deep lack of comfort. Lee and Henley, I also heard that pregnant women's teeth get looser <laughs> than, than the average person. I was kind of thinking that might speed up the Invisalign process. You know what I mean? Like there's so much going on in my body this is already. This fucking nightmare. Just the loose teeth dangling around in my mouth. <laughs> I'm going to have a dream. I'm going to have a teeth dream tonight. I'm luckily not having teeth dreams. Uh, shockingly. That's good. I guess the scary thing is just the fact that I, we are living now in a place where I'm no longer super anonymous. My favorite thing in the world is to be extremely anonymous and have no one know who I am. Unfortunately, um, that's not, that's, that's just not happening. Now you're living in a place where people are going to remember, oh, the girl with the loose teeth. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, the priest's wife with the weird teeth. <laughs> That's my new identity. I'm having a full fucking identity crisis, like oh actually. Um, and there's going to be a welcome party for us. There's 150 <laughs> young families that were invited That's to meet too us. Many, too many families. <laughs> so That's many crazy. families. It's so many families. I'm simply not prepared. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to... Um, Hopefully my Invisalign will be out by then. I don't know if it's not. Then I just hope that they can get to know the real me, you know? <laughs> see past the teeth. See past the loose teeth. <laughs> I hope that they have it in their hearts to try to like get to know me for my personality. I don't know. I think I think they will, Henley. If, <laughs> if I know anything about you, it's that you are more than your... Your dental. I'm more than my loose teeth. Sammy, thank you so much. So I'm just I'm having there's a lot of changes happening in my life right now and I'm just happy that I still get to see you once a week and sometimes twice a week. And yep. I love that. So please, enough about me. <laughs> Tell me about you. <laughs> Tell me about your week. Um, nothing too interesting to report, but my upstairs neighbor's house or bath tub in particular started leaking into my bathtub. Oh, gross. Which has unfortunately happened to me before in a apartment living. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> There's plumbing issues that, you know, things leak. This is an old building. So I told my landlord he was very stressed because you kind of don't know when a leak happens is this going to be like a small easy fix or is this like this is a big it deal yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> time to tear down the whole building so they opened up the top like the ceiling of my shower and they were able to find the leak and i think it was like pretty manageable. It wasn't best case scenario, but it also wasn't worst case scenario. They got it fixed within a day or two, but they haven't had time to close up my ceiling of my shower. And so there is just a hole. Can you <laughs> see into the apartment above you? No, they put, they put a little board on it with some, some real slapdash screws, but it's just... A it just looks scary. Oh, because you <laughs> can see now, all the plumbing and stuff? No, I can't see the plumbing, but it's just like, it's as if there's like an attic door mm -hmm. on my mm -hmm. shower ceiling. And mm -hmm. 
I just am now every time I shower, I'm just a little bit on edge being like, what's what's in there? <laughs> and I keep thinking every time I look up, there's going to be cockroaches like crawling out of it mm. or like nasty bugs coming out from the bowels of the building. Oh, <laughs> no. But you haven't had any cockroaches. That's not hasn't happened. If it hasn't happened yet, it's not going to happen. Thank you. You're also leaving soon. So it's going to be all fixed by the time you're you're back, I'm sure. It's true. I'm going to Europe for a couple weeks. I I will come back to a fixed shower ceiling. That is true. They are fixing it while I'm gone. Great. Um so that's good. But you know, the shower is just a vulnerable place. You're 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 naked and you don't want to be like constantly checking are there cockroaches above me? <laughs> that's awful. That's awful. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. So far there hasn't been Hopefully there won't be. Could be worse. There could be a cockroach in there. That could be the story I was reporting. Remember when we talked to Chuck and there was a cockroach in the shower with him yes. once? Yes. So, you know, it that didn't happen. Thank God. But still a little scary. Um, but not terrible. Another scary thing I did this week was watch this week's movie, which is The Blackwell Ghost came out in 2017. Directed by Turner Clay, starring Turner Clay, Sony Burnett, and Terry Chapleski. It is streaming on Amazon Prime. And we have a guest with us today to talk about this film. She is the host of the podcast, Ghosted. It's Roz Hernandez. Thank you for joining us, Roz. Welcome. Welcome. Oh my God. Hi. <laughs> Thanks Hi. for having me. We are so happy to have you. And... Roz, tell us, did anything scary happen to you this week? I mean, I am Roz Hernandez, host of <laughs> Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. <laughs> so there's pretty much always something scary. I think I have a different relationship with what is like spooky than other people. Because I don't know. I'm like... Some things that scare people, like public speaking, talking about mm. ghosts, like that's like mm -hmm. what I do for a living. So mm -hmm. that stuff doesn't. But like driving on a highway or a freeway, like that Terrifying. scares me. That'll, well, that'll fucking kill you. I mean, yeah, that that's will what kill we you should be scared of. Yeah. 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 And I, I do have to do that later today. And I'm very, you know, what's funny. I have to get on the freeway to drive to Orange County to see some amazing friends of mine are doing a screening of a movie about this cursed kind of doll almost that they mm. it's a documentary about a real haunted case that they worked on which is such a scary scary story but i'm way Ooh. more scared to go on the freeway than of like yeah. the, of that <laughs> i'm excited for the movie i'm terrified for the freeway but um this week in terms of like spooky things i mean Definitely had a lot of conversations here in my home about ghosts, so I guess I could count that. But I also collect vintage, like, paranormal or occult books, and mm. I love them. They're, like, my favorite, my babies. And <laughs> I got a new one. I wanted to grab it, but I'm, like, connected to all my equipment. It's in the other room, but I, I have a picture of it. It is from 1971. It's called Test Your <gasps> ESP. Ooh. And it has 
like the spooky lady on it. And, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's a book about ESP and it's just a great cover. I'm all about, Ooh. I judge these books by their cover for sure. Their cover and their spine. I feel like it's all we've got. It's how else are we supposed to judge it at a glance? <laughs> yeah, and a lot of these I'm not going to read. They're like very outdated and like whatever, but they just look amazing. Like on a yeah. bookshelf, all these different. Mm-hmm. I have like so many weird books about UFOs and poltergeists and all kinds of spooky shit. Ooh, that's very fun. And yeah, speaking of, um, so yeah, we know you like paranormal things and your podcast is about uh, paranormal and ghosty stuff and that sort of things. But what are your feelings about horror movies uh, in general? And and how do those two things like horror and paranormal uh, overlap for you? And yeah, just what are your thoughts about that? In general? Well, I absolutely love horror movies. It's funny because like, To me, the horror part of the paranormal is just like one element of it. Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely overshadowed. I think a lot of times we just think about how scary the paranormal is, which, yes, a lot of it is scary. It's the unknown. That's what we're the most scared of. But there's also things in the paranormal that are like... You know, I hear like stories of loved ones coming to visit and like there's like sweet stories. There's also things that are like they concern science and religion and like just so many different things, Um, history. So I do like that side of the paranormal. I love to be totally spooked and terrified But when it comes to, like, horror movies, I saw them way too young. The Exorcist, Carrie, love them. Absolutely Mm -hmm. love them. I think Carrie is, like, my favorite character ever. Um, I am to the point where I go to horror movie conventions. Like, I'm all into that world. I feel like you are testing fate with these books that you're collecting because there's always a haunted book, the Necronomicon. (laughs) There's always one of these books you're going to open up and accidentally unleash something. I feel like you might be into that, though, Ross. Is that part of the part of the allure? I don't know. I definitely like to separate my home life from mm. my work life. Like, sure, I don't, sure, sure. You know, and I'm a stand-up comedian. Like, I don't, if I have a gentleman over, I'm not going to perform a, a tight 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the same thing. Like, I don't want ghosts in my home. Um, mm-hmm. Strict mm-hmm. boundary there. But, you know... Just as I have a security system to keep creep creepy humans out, I have um I have like a spiritual security system Good. as well. Yeah. <gasps> I've got everything in this home that I have been told will keep away the spookies. Ooh, any like a uh, a quick tip, uh, like a crystal or something? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> picturing. I don't know. I'm also very much a skeptic of a lot of things, but I think that you have – it's all personal, in my opinion. I think it has to be something that you believe would work. If you're a Jesus mm. person, then maybe that's what would work for you. For me, I have um, some crystals. I've got black tourmaline, uh, mm. which wards off bad energy, they say. And I have one of those in every corner of this home. And in my mind, it is – 
they're all like laser beams right. connecting each other, and mm-hmm. there's no ghost mission impossibling their way in here. <laughs> You've got a force field protecting you. I need that. I just moved into a house that was built in 1861, and I'm feeling a little nervous about it. Just a little nervous. Like well, that's there's a little too that old. famous movie, The Haunting in Connecticut. Did you guys yeah. ever watch that? We Don't. have not, not yet. Which is based on a this. real case about a family that moved into an old funeral home or... Mm. Yeah, funeral home. I think we're really asking for trouble there. That's but, yeah. a really that's a really tough one. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. I don't want to know. I don't need to know any more details about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but Roz, when we sent you the list of listener requests, you wrote back Blackwell Ghosts. You were excited about it. Did you, had you previously seen this movie? Oh yeah, I love this movie. Actually, I believe there's seven. There's seven movies, Blackwell movies, and I've seen them all. In my opinion, they never get bad. They are always good, which is so rare for... That's really impressive. Yeah, Yeah. usually we go off the rails pretty quick in horror sequels. But they're simple. Like, they're very simple movies. What I think is so genius about these, they're very mysterious. Mm -hmm. And, okay... The guy that created them, who allegedly is named Turner Clay, who knows? He is a genius when it comes to marketing. Mm. He put these movies in the documentary section of Amazon. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now, they are... you know found footage movies they're they're horror movies they're fake i mean they're Mm -hmm. they're not real documentaries but people like me a couple years ago i was just looking around documentaries i'm like ooh, a ghost one i've never seen and i watched the trailer i'm like oh this looks like a real this looks like when you watch those ghost hunting shows what you want to happen like nonstop stuff caught on camera and so I was like, I have to watch this documentary. And I just assumed since it was in the documentary section, it was a documentary. So I believed it. I did the what they want to happen, like when mm-hmm. Blair Witch came out and people thought that it was real. Like, I really fell for it. And then this guy started releasing sequels and he, he gives you the first one free. And then you have mm. to pay to rent the other ones, which I think is <laughs> also genius because mm-hmm. they're hooks, so yeah. good. Oh, yeah. I am hooked. And I wait for the next, the eighth one to come out. I'm constantly searching when that's going to come out, which I don't think has been announced or if, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think it's genius because... Definitely the first time I watched it, I didn't think it was fake. And I've told people many times, like, you got to see this documentary. It's really <laughs> good. And then let try to have them have that experience. But I think at this point, anyone that knows about this or Googles it can find out that it's not a documentary anymore. Um, also, when I was Googling it the other day, one of the actors that's in it straight up, like, has it on his IMDb and like and it didn't used to yeah. be that way. There was a time yeah. when it was just like this is some documentary. Yeah, I, whichever listener suggested it, 
wrote it as a documentary that like the they were like you should cover the documentary about the blackwell ghost like phrased that way so i also thought it was a documentary at first like oh this will be interesting a little change of pace for the podcast we've never done a documentary before (laughs) and then in watching it i was like wait a minute (laughs) but it's very fun that there's like it has that yeah mystery and sense of kind of confusion about it. It is fun. It's a genre that's really hard to make seem real. This, you know, found footage, I guess, mockumentary. This one is, I mean, it is like a found footage movie, but it's not the original concept of that, which is like, we found these tapes of people getting killed or whatever. Like, it's not that. It's more like a documentary. Um, But it's a, a hard one to pull off because... The acting has to be so natural and it has to be coming from people we've never heard of. Like you can't have Meryl Streep be in a found footage movie because you wouldn't you would break the illusion. So it has to be like unknown actors that are incredible at making things. And I assume a lot of it is improvised. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, in my opinion, I think it's pretty well done. Yeah, no, I think so, too. I had a good time and I will be continuing, I think, with the fran- with the franchise. I'm curious to see where it goes, especially hearing that they don't get bad. And I was looking a bit online and on Reddit and people agree. People like really love what well, he goes um, to. He does different cases. Right, right, right. So that's kind of cool, too. Wait, yeah. So you said his name was Turner Clay, but you kind of said that in a way that made me think, is it? Is this a real person? Is this a pen name? Is this, do we not know who this person is for real? Or what's the deal with Turner Clay? I don't know. Like, there's so much mystery around it. These are just like, interesting. Doc, like, these are movies that dropped on the Amazon documentary and just were left, f- like, just take them as, yeah, what, yeah, they're like straight up, like, something left in the woods, like an old VHS tape or something like they're cool. the modern day version of that. And it's like, we don't know who this guy is. I don't think he does interviews about it. He doesn't like publicize them. They're just word of mouth or I don't know. That's interesting. That's rare these days. At least this is my understanding of it. Maybe there's more to it that I don't know. Maybe he is like a big media whore. It's just not things I watch or listen to. But I'm pretty sure it's like... That's the case. Well, and I think the fact that they're lesser known films make like lend more believability to it, because like with Blair Witch or Paranormal, it's like, obviously, we know those are not documentaries because they're such huge, uh, you know, everyone's talking about them. It's hard to retain that sense of mystery when it's like such a big thing in, in media. And so it's like these being lesser known makes it easier to be like Maybe put, put under that spell of like oh mm-hmm. is it real i don't know because not there's not a ton of information out there about it you have right. to be on like the reddit forums and stuff being like is it real is it not real <laughs> but also blair witch and paranormal activity as they got more popular they started putting more cgi and trying to yep. one-up themselves constantly and these movies are like real simple and i imagine pretty inexpensive. I mean, most of the time they're shot in one location and he's got his little deal with, you know, get the first one free and then rent the other. I mean, I feel like he's probably got a nice little business here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think good for him. I think it's genius. Mm -hmm. Good Mm -hmm. for him. 
Uh, and should we take a little peek at this trailer? Just get a little taste of what we're about to what we're about to <gasps> recap. Yeah, let's do it. This is a real video. It came straight from our machine. Yet people still think it's fake. The public is always going to think it's fake, even if it's real. This is the camera. I'm about to set it. It records all night. And we got every camera in the house out here rolling on a continuous record. Stay here, all right? This is a recording. Terry, call, call the fire department right now. We're sorry. The number you have reached is not in service. Please check the number or try your call again. Oh, it's so much like paranormal activity in the sense where you're like, damn it, that looks like a real house. I found footage is always what scares me the most. There is just something about it. A night vision of a room, a like static room in night vision is like scariest thing to me. I'm always so on edge, just waiting for whatever is about to happen. Oh my God. I hate it. I hate it. I am not a fan. (laughs) When you watched it, were you like, this is a documentary? Or when you were watching it, were you like, wait, this is a movie? Like, when did you realize it? Never. Not until I was well, like, after it. I was Googling. Okay. Okay. Ooh, that must have been terrifying when you were watching it to think that it was an actual... (laughs) And even knowing that it's not a documentary, I'm still scared. Yeah. it's, It's spooky. I feel like it is effective and it's more believable because it doesn't go to some of the, you know, more ramped up crazy places that a paranormal activity would go to. Like it feels very real and very possible. And these are, these are the kinds of movies that afterwards I like need to watch a palate cleanser. Cause I'm like, well, I can't go to, I can't go to bed now, which isn't <laughs> the case with other types of horror movies for me. Usually I can watch something like very violent and go straight to sleep. No problem. <laughs> but something like this, I'm like, okay, I need to watch like an episode of something silly and fun now mm-hmm. to, oh God. to cool I, off. <sighs> All right. I think we should just rip this bandaid off. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County. 
and they've been around for 10 years and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We got to get into it. I need to know what happens. Let's do it. So the movie starts with this man and he's like, are ghosts real? He talks about how he used to make zombie movies And he lives in Kentucky and he's like, I want to know what's the deal with these ghosts I always hear about. I don't even know if they're real or not. And then somehow he acquires this video or does he find it online or something? I think it's on YouTube, just like a viral video of a potential ghost. Yeah, and it's a really scary one where it's like a hotel room and there's somebody screaming inside of the hotel room and it's like a security cam video of like the hotel workers like going in there and there's nobody in there but all the furniture is upside down and then you like see like a ghost like leaving the room it's just like a very subtle shadow, too. It's not like a, a full... Oh, yeah. They're know, not overdoing it. They're not doing, like... There's no... It's not like a sheet, like... Ooh, right, right, right. Like, it's, <laughs> it looks like it could be real. Yeah. And it's funny because having a paranormal podcast, I have people send me TikToks and whatever all the time. And... um I've had people send me this video before being like, look at this one. It's crazy. It's real. And all this stuff. And I'm like, that's from the movie The Blackwell Ghost. <laughs> and then, like, if you look at the comments, there will be people that are like, this is actually from a movie. Uh, but it's good. It seems real for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you Wait, when you get those videos, do they seem, a lot of them seem like they could be real or do most of them seem My fake, thing like, about huh? stuff like that in the current age is, like, even if it was real, there's so many ways to fake things that it it, right. it sucks because I don't even think if it was real, people would believe it. Believe it. There'd be yeah. a huge population of people that don't believe it. So right. it's hard for even me to say if things are real or not. I mean, the way that people are able to do deep fake stuff and like, you know, you don't even have to be like there was a time when you had to like go to school for that. And now people can just like figure out how to do it on their phones. So. Yeah. I don't know, but 
Anyway, mm-hmm. he's like, I got to find a, me a good ghost story because I want to investigate on my own. So he hears about this place, this haunted house that this man lives in. Wait, I'm trying to remember. He con- Does the man contact him? I think he like puts up an ad asking for ghost right. videos types of things. And this particular video catches his eye. And again, it's a very subtle thing. He just there's a, a light that turns on and off on a security camera and a again a little shadow that moves in the background and this is in a house like it's it's just like some guy's living room kind of ring camera and he like calls out specifically he's like this might not seem that crazy or that you know huge but you've got to remember like i'm just a regular guy doing this which i thought was a funny line to put in a documentary or like something that you're trying to make as a documentary of just like I'm just a regular guy doing this. That's it. The like sentiment is similar to what you were just saying about how when it is real, like we're not going to believe it because we're so conditioned to doubt all of these things. And well, and uh, it brings up another thing that I think about a lot, which is I think most people don't think that much about ghosts and whatever. And like whenever they Mm do, we want authorities to validate or explain or whatever it's just human nature i mean if we're sick we want to have a doctor tell us what to do or whatever but like ghosts are not like that like even the people that spend all of their life studying ghosts they don't it's called the unknown like we don't Mm -hmm. know so i actually like appreciate anytime people that are working in that space being like I don't actually know. Like, I'm just I'm just trying. This is just what I experienced or whatever. Like, I don't know. We don't. There's no answers definitively. That's why I like it, though. I think it's fun. Yeah. No, I agree. But yeah, so, so then he goes to the guy's house. Yeah, so then I, apparently he has his own plane or something. Oh, yeah. Why? At that part, I feel like this, the, he gets this video and goes to this guy's house to check it out. But him and his wife, Terry fly their own personal plane there, which I was very stressed watching just because I find those planes scary, like a two-seater two-seater plane or whatever. So and scary. I feel like they were actually flying it. So that part, I was on edge just for like a pretty normal daytime flight. <laughs> Does yeah. the plane come back into the plot at all? Into the story? No, I don't. No, just a casual so. little personal plane. I bet Turner Clay just has that plane and was like, well, we should use it. Yeah, why not? Well, we got it. Um, so, yeah, he and his wife, or the actress that plays his wife, we don't know, <laughs> uh, they live in Kentucky. And then this guy lives in Pennsylvania, right? Yep. yep. And so he flies out to the guy's house. This guy's real nice and has like this nice old house. And and that's the guy, the guy that played that man is the one that has like an IMDB. And so I, yes. I, I was, I clicked on like his Google stuff and I, and I even found like whatever it is, talent agency that like has his credits and stuff on <laughs> like there. You're ruining it. You're ruining it, man. <laughs> I know. He's like, damn it. I worked. I booked this job. I am letting people know that that was me. I will get the IMDB credit for it. <laughs> I was surprised. Maybe there was an NDA that expired or something. Um, that's a good point. But, Possibly. Uh, the statute of limitations or something is up. <laughs> but um, so he's taking them around the house and he's showing them like where all the hot spots are, where the activity happens. And he's like, stuff happens constantly. 
He's talking about some of the history. His dad died on the staircase. Um, what else does he say? Well, yeah, his both of his parents died in the house. His mom of died like natural causes. He says his dad fell down the stairs, and his mom had a heart attack despite being in like perfect health. And so, yeah, and so he's like, could it have been a ghost scared her? Mm-hmm. Then he also talks. He takes him down to the basement, and there's mm-hmm. like this hole. I don't know what it's like a well, like. It's like a sewer. It's a well with like a pothole cover on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a sewer thing that he's like, we don't open it because the lid is like super, super heavy, which was interesting because later on the guy does open it and it doesn't seem, (laughs) I mean, it seems heavy, but it doesn't seem like impossible. But (laughs) anyway, he's like, the story of this is that the woman who lived in this house a long time ago, they say was chopping up children and putting the bodies down this well. He's like, I can't confirm or deny that. It's just the rumor that people say about this well. So. Don't love that. Then he's like, all right, nice to meet you guys. Bye. They go back to (laughs) Kentucky. And then he randomly calls them a couple weeks later. He's like, hey, I'm going out of town. He's probably like, I booked another job that I can put (laughs) on my IMDb. I'm a working actor after all. Yeah, just so you know, I am a working actor. And he is like, I'm leaving. Do you want to come stay? And so they're like, okay, we have a plane. Um, I guess (laughs) we'll just go. So the guy Turner and his wife get in the plane. They go back. They start setting up all their equipment. By the way, this movie's only like an hour or something. It's Which like, I love. It's yes, and all of I looked at all of the sequels. They're all under ninety minutes. They're all I know, like, and that's the other thing. It's like they leave perfect. you wanting more. They're like, oh, this guy's a genius. So, <laughs> um, they set up all the equipment. Not much is really happening. Like what? The first day, there's like, I don't think anything happens. He sets out this trap that's, he rolls out some toilet paper into the shape of an X and puts a little black ball in the middle of it and says, mm-hmm. has says like, apparently ghosts are like boys in that they will see a ball and they'll just want to play with it, which I love because it's like a perfect thing that you would just like hear and be like, I don't know, why don't, might as well try this thing that I read. <laughs> yeah. Which I get, like, if you see something out of place in your home, like a ball, like, you probably would just walk by and be like, kick. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I would do that. Um, So, yeah, then he, like, goes down to the well and he's like, I'm going to lift up this this cover. And he says it stinks so horrible and it's, like, disgusting. He, like, tries to measure how deep it is. Do I want to say he said it was like 60 feet or something? Yeah, he like lowers a, lowers a little string down and goes down like 60 feet. That's very deep. I'm not yeah. living in a house with a 60 foot no, well like just in the basement. Tumble into? Apparently all the houses it, right? in the neighborhood have it too. What? Uh, That's even weirder. But I don't yeah. like it. I don't like so, it. I feel like the first thing that happens is they go to bed, they're sleeping, and... The smoke alarm goes off, right? That's the first kind of scary thing that they capture. Yeah, the first night, nothing happens except for they come down in the morning and the basement door has been left open. And they're like, that's weird. Did you leave that open? 
no, but, and they check it and it doesn't seem like the type of door that could just blow open, but they kind of don't, um, think too much about it, close it. And then, yeah, the next night they hear a loud bang in the middle of the night and wakes them up. And then the smoke alarm starts going off and a, and smoke a smoke fill, filled house in night vision is even scarier than a regular house. Oh my god! There's actually so smoke. scary. Yes, there's the actually smoke everywhere. There's smoke everywhere oh. from downstairs. And oh. I will say, going back, in my opinion, it's so genius that like the first night nothing happened because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having done a lot of paranormal investigating and stuff, a lot of times nothing does happen. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, or if it, you know, it takes a couple days a lot of times to do a good investigation. If you're just like showing up for a couple hours and it's like you're, there's no guarantee that anything's going to happen. Right. And to me, it just like it's all these little things that the whole time he's trying to make you trust him. And make you go, okay, this is real. Like, this Mm -hmm. is how this would go. Like, I don't know. It's just subtle little things like that that I think are brilliant. Yep. So he realizes that the burners are on in the kitchen and he turns them off. And the basement door is open again. Yes. And he's getting pretty freaked out. He closes it on his way down to turn the burners off and... Even as he turns back around to his wife is upstairs, they're kind of shouting back and forth at each other because they're stressed. They think it's a fire and um, turns out there's not a fire. But, you know, they're they're worried. And even as he turns back around the corner to talk to her, the basement door has opened again. And so he's getting he's getting nervous. Yeah, freaked out. And they're like calling the fire department. But then there's no fire. And so it's just stressful so the fire department isn't going to come because there's no fire no but i think that they would in in reality right like i feel like I if think you... he called them back to be like cancel that cancel that order <laughs> yeah <laughs> but Never yeah mind, i think no they would have they would show up for sure but yeah. um like another thing i'll say about this movie and it's kind of like old school gender norms whatever but like the straight cisgender man, like he's the one that's like terrified in this situation. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that's a little bit more like, what is going on? Like, huh? And he's the one that's seeing all the scary things. And she's just like, at this point, staying up in the bedroom being like, what are you talking about? Like, come on. And I don't know. There's something to that. Just growing up in this world being like, the man is scared. It's a like, fun. That, yeah. that means it's Dynamic. really scary. <laughs> And also, it's it's always the woman who's like seeing things or saying that things are happening. It's always the uh-huh. man saying it's not real. Right. It's just in your head. And so it's nice for that to be flipped for once. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's all brilliant as I break this down. Okay. <laughs> so then that's like night one, basically, right? Nothing that's night else two. Happens. Yeah, night two. Or night two, you're right. And that they were only going to stay two nights, but then they're like, okay, that was something. So we're going to stay an extra night. Yeah, because they were planning to hop back in their private plane and just <laughs> going back. And so convenient to have a plane. Yes, and but also <laughs> the guy was gone for a while, so they were like, "We can stay longer if we want." Mm-hmm. So they decide to stay, and now I'm remember, trying to remember. He starts. He calls the library. 
starts doing some some <gasps> research. Right. We got a research montage. Yes, and thing. he gets some old microfiches. <laughs> oh my god, my favorite! I love that. Yes, <laughs> and he finds out that there was a lady that did murder. Because remember, the guy originally that owns the house, the actor man, uh, <laughs> he's. Like, I think that some lady chopped people up in this basement, but I don't know. That's just what people say. And he is able to confirm that, like, yes, it seemed like that woman did live in this house. Here's an old photo of this house. And, you know, that's another thing. For some weird reason, newspaper articles and fake news channel stuff in movies always looks so fake to me. Like, I mm-hmm. swear to God, anytime I see, like, local news, blah, oh, blah, blah, like in a, a movie. it's like a template from After Effects. Exactly. <laughs> I'm always like, what are these graphics and stuff? It is not what the news looks like. And, like, he did a great job, in my opinion, of finding an old picture of a lady. I don't know who she was or if it was completely fake or I don't know what, but there is some old picture of like an 1800s looking lady, old, you know, made the house look old in a picture um, or may, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it does. Either way, right. It's like more, it feels authentic. Totally. So now the plot is thickening. Now it's getting more interesting. But again, still not like over the top, you know, things getting thrown around and it's scary and we're seeing CGI ghosts. Like, it's none of that. It's all, like, pretty, like, feels real. It feels Mm -hmm. like a couple just in this house. So then, what, did we just cut to the third night? Yep, third third night, yep. A storm is coming in. The big closer. And, yes, there's a storm. Power goes out, right? Yeah. Yes, the power goes out. And he's like, damn it, I have to go to the basement to change. So it's pitch black. He's got to go down to the basement to do the breaker box. And we're seeing it in night vision, but he can't see. It's like the same as in Silence of the Lambs where, well, I guess not quite the same, but you know where it's like. Yeah, you're only seeing through the device. But he's like running it, bumping into stuff like, fuck, fuck, I can't see shit. Stressful. Totally. So. He goes down to the basement, terrified, and he sees that his fun little ball, his little toilet paper ball, is on top of the well. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's bad. That's bad. And he's like, shit, 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 shit. And then he's like trying to get out of there, but he can't see anything. And he's like running upstairs and he goes upstairs. Oh, and by the way, all the sinks are running. Every <gasps> single sink is running oh, in every bathroom, yes. every kitchen, everything. That's so very scary. Good. And as soon as That's he turns good. as soon as he turns one off and moves to the next one, like he turns one off in a bathroom and then goes to the kitchen, and then we'll like see that the bathroom one is back on. A very uh, yeah, yeah. So he turns them all off sequence. before he goes downstairs to do the breaker. Then he sees the ball, he's trying to get upstairs, he goes upstairs. And the faucets are on again. And not only that, the kitchen, all the cabinets are open. Just like in Sixth Sense, that's the scariest scene Ugh. to me. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. you, she walks back into the kitchen and all the cabinets are 
open. It's uh-huh. horrifying. Horrifying. I would so collapse on the spot. <laughs> me too. Just, me too. just pass out. <laughs> I have goosebumps right now. It's so scary. <laughs> so, uh, so then what? So there's then just, he, it's, yeah, there, he's hearing footsteps now in other rooms. There's like, it uh, sounds like someone is running and oh, he's the, turning. Oh, the light, the, like the chandelier kind of thing is like spinning back and forth. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I have goosebumps. I literally have goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's, it's the climactic event, but it's not like over the top. I know I said this already, but it's like all stuff that feels real like possible yeah it's not like he's being flung across the room by spirits and like being like clearly attacked by a demon or something like it all just feels within the realm of possibility i just want to know about the filming of it because you know i'm sure there's probably so many crew members that are like hiding behind all the doors right now and like as you're watching it and they're like yes okay as soon as he goes that way I, I, like the choreography i have to go turn on the 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 mm-hmm. faucet and then oh i'm gonna open up these cabinets and then you're gonna open up those cabinets and then we have to hide again before he comes back like i'm sure it's something like that um which would probably be so interesting to watch because it is all like one take which yeah. is incredible too yeah, I would like to see a little making making of video. Turner Clay, if you're listening, make a behind the scenes. <sighs> Turner Clay, I am such a fan. So <laughs> I feel like that's pretty much how it ends, right? And then he like makes his way back up to the bedroom to to her and then they're yeah, like, basically like done. runs upstairs like fuck this and like closes shuts himself in the bedroom, which the guy that owns the house had mentioned in their first meeting that the ghosts seem like they leave the bedroom alone. He's never seen anything in there. So it's kind of safe space, which is funny because I feel like the wife never really firsthand experiences. Yeah. She's just in the bedroom the whole time. She's kind of just up there. Yep. Yeah. Just sitting, waiting, listening, being like, oh, things don't sound like they're going well down there. (laughs) Yeah. Sucks to be you. (laughs) So then it just, so then it ends? Well, it goes to the next morning. He like waits out the night in the, in the room. He's very Mm -hmm. scared. And then, yeah, next morning he's kind of just talking to camera about what he's experienced. He's sort of like giving a manifesto about what he's learned from his, this experience. And then there's like a quick little thing where he plays back the footage of when he saw the ball on the well in the basement and you see like a figure standing in the background just like (gasps) standing there no no and i knew that part comes at the end and so like when it was happening in the moment i was like trying to watch it but he does it so quick he like moves the camera so fast Mm -hmm. that you can't see it like in real time but the fact that he terrible went back and terrible. found that. So, what was the story with the woman again? What was what was she doing? She what chopped she up, up some kids and put them in a she, well. Okay, yeah, okay. no big so, deal. Okay, all right. So she was just chopping up kids, and now she's haunting. Now she's haunting this house. Like, yep. I yeah, and maybe the do? kids are down there, and you know, haunting too. Possibly. Um, it's hard to say. Maybe his parents are haunting it. Like. Who mm. knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, tying it back. It's the unknown. We, there's not going to be concrete answers in this. But yeah, and he kind of he says something like, I feel like I just discovered leprechauns. And the second I tell people, they're going to think I'm crazy. And so mm. he goes through that same thing of realizing no matter what you do, 
you'll never be able to prove that ghosts exist because even if you literally have proof, no one's going to believe it. And that's kind of his thoughts. And so he's, oh, he's like says to the audience. So like, I encourage you to do what I did. If you're feeling skeptical, go to a place that scares you, ask questions to whatever's there with you in the dark and just like put yourself in these scenarios and experience proof for for yourself because that's basically the only way you're ever going to believe it. Which is so meta because it's like, I don't really believe, like, do I believe if this is a real movie or is this a documentary? Mm. Like, it's very, like, I don't, I do, it's, he's definitely saying, like, what is real, what is not. You mm-hmm. wouldn't even believe me if this is real. So is it real? Like, I don't know. It's, and it feels like great. very apt for right now with like aliens potentially existing and like what you were saying with deep fakes and stuff and I feel like we just are living in a world where everybody like doesn't we have reasons to doubt the reality around us and so it's just interesting that yeah we could be literally shown proof of something and we'd all be like "Mm, yeah right that's yeah. like climate change. I right, mean. right, right. This movie is an allegory for climate change. That's right. <laughs> People are like, the climate scientists, oh, they might be. They're just making it up. They're right. just making it up. Yeah, it's not real. Vaccines and all kinds of stuff. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like the second movie... And I want to say the third movie... I don't know. I get, the, I get them all confused. But he then goes to a completely different case in a house in Florida mm. and then the l- more recent ones are also really scary but different because he also starts dealing with creepy humans as well Ooh. as creepy ghosts and oh that's yeah, so interesting like, it changes a lot it's not nothing he never goes back to the Blackwell house um, though that would be a great eighth one Turner Ooh, yeah um but yeah, he's got this thing figured out. Are they called like? C- yeah, what, they're they all called, called Blackwell. Blackwell goes okay. two. Blackwell goes three. Okay, okay. and all they're right. like three ninety nine or something on Amazon. Mm. I've probably given this man at least twenty five thirty dollars. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> and he deserves it. He yeah, does. He does. And I've and I've watched some of them multiple times, and now I want to watch them again. Yeah, you might as well just buy. Why rent? Uh, yeah, just buy them. at this point. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. I'm glad to hear you say that he doesn't ramp them up and go into like a CGI territory and that they all kind of keep this vibe. I think that's really cool. No, like the most recent one like goes a little bit off the rails in the sense that it starts to become more of like this true crimey thing. But... It's still, like, rooted in reality, in my opinion. I don't remember there being anything that's... Compared to some of these other found footage movies that start turning into franchises, mm-hmm. those get bonkers. Yeah. And, and those are also playing for box office and, you know, big theaters. And they they want that thrill. And they're competing with all those movies. This guy's over here making his movies on a dime. And pulling it off and making it so much scarier. Yeah, I am so fascinated by 
the production of these movies, it's hard to find information on any, like when I was looking for the budget and how much it made, there was one article that estimated the budget to be around $10,000, but because, you know, they're not released into theaters or anything, there's no box office numbers. So he must just have a deal with, I don't know, Amazon or something, but like, I'm just curious. I like the I want to know the financials. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, totally. I'm interested. Dollars like that is nothing. I know, and mm-hmm. that feels like probably you could have pulled that off for ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. He's absolutely made that back tenfold. I would say from this one. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Well, I'm so excited that I know about it now. I could tell people. All about this movie, if, they ever, if it ever comes up in conversation. You have to trick them and say, we did We did a documentary today. You can watch it. Oh, check, yeah. out, mm-hmm. check out this documentary on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Lead with that. That's important. Um, yeah, Roz, thank you so much for picking this one. This was a perfect, yeah. perfect one. And um, will you just tell our listeners about Ghosted, about where they can find you and any anything else like that? Yeah, so my podcast is called Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. And I talk to famous people and comedians and all kinds of people that I like about Mm -hmm. their paranormal experiences. And if they don't have paranormal experiences, then I'll do some research about some documented cases. We we stay on topic with ghosts, aliens, psychics, poltergeists, like all that kind of stuff. And um yeah, I just recently relaunched on the Exactly Right Network, home of my favorite murder. And so I've had um, this whole fun relaunch recently. And, and some of my recent guests are Patton Oswald, Busy Phillips, um, Georgia Hardstark, and all kinds of people. So it's every Monday, wherever you get podcasts. And I'm on Instagram at Roz Hernandez for comedy clips and non-ghost related stuff. Love it. Well, great. Roz, thank you so much again. Thank you so much. This has been such a delight. Yay! Thanks for having me. What's that behind you? Oh my gosh. I thank God it's daytime so I'll be able to... For Sammy, it can always be a cat. And for me, it can just be this sad, sad, fluorescently lit cork board. Well, and you know, there's actually a light outside of my apartment that flickers at nighttime. And mm, I, uh, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> like every night it happens. I'm like, why haven't I told my landlord about this yet? I really should be talking to my landlord more often <laughs> about some of this stuff. It scares me every single time. So thank God it's daytime. The flickering light is not happening right now. But everybody mm-hmm. stay safe out there. <laughs> stay safe. Stay spooky. And from all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch, goodbye. Goodbye. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really want to make our day, you can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want even more content, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. We will be back next week with a regular episode. We love you a lot. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.